Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans, and I'm your weight loss coach, health strategist, and internationally published author, helping take your life and your business, your health, fitness, mindset, and body from where you are right now to where it is that you want to be. And I'm so excited that you're watching us right now because I've got an incredible um, business coach here. He's a, a global entrepreneur, uh, Robin Booth, all the way from South Africa, just back from his tour of duty in the US. Robin, how are you? Thanks for joining today. Yeah, Rob, um, good to actually meet you. And you were just talking about your introduction, you know, a whole lot of stuff that you're working on. You know, we're talking mental toughness, we're talking about physical fitness. I'll tell you one of the things that Today, I really long for that physicalness of the exercise, the workout, the good food, because traveling is always difficult to keep on top of the game. So early morning here, good to actually you know, connect and chat with you. I'm really looking forward to sharing a whole lot of content and insights and stuff, which I believe that as entrepreneurs, we really need for success, as well as for the balance of, of our mental toughness, because we don't have that, we're going to struggle to succeed and push through those times. And of course, we need also that physical balance, the, the wellness of our bodies, good food, good nutrition, good sleep, actually, because at the moment, the jet lag I can feel is kicking in. <laughs> so I think, you know, we have a lot of similarities in, in what on what we are actually working with here. So I think yeah. we're going to have a really good conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. I, I did want to start by asking you, uh, because, or oh, golly, last time we um, connected was pre-COVID happening. Uh, you know, it's obviously happening different in different places of the world and so forth. I'm just curious as to what, how, well, at the time of recording this, Omicron is going, you know, doing its global thing. Um, what have you learned about yourself uh, during this pandemic? So uh, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a, a good question, most certainly. I think for me, as soon as I found out that we were actually originally, when the pandemic started, we were going to lockdown. I realized that I wanted to spend time locked down with people that I really value. You know, we always say we need to surround ourselves with people that are important yes. um, and that we care about a lot, right? So I quickly relocated where I was staying to actually stay with my brother and my sister and their families and, you know, people that actually I, I thought, well, if I want to spend somewhere in some place, instead of being, you know, in a beautiful apartment or, or in a nice place, I'd rather be with certain people. And actually what I took out of it, besides my business actually thriving, and that's a good comment we can talk about right is how do we pivot how do we adjust how do we adapt how do we um, look for opportunities as opposed to just like give up you know I have a lot of Airbnb units and without travel and with serious lockdowns that got impacted right but yes. myself and my students we actually were able to mitigate that and very quickly pivot and get long-term tenants in and know we can chat about that but for me, what I actually valued most, and it's actually so great you asked that question, was for every day of the lockdown, I was consistent in my exercise throughout mm. that whole lockdown process. So where everyone else was complaining about, oh, my clothes are getting too small, and oh, I'm putting on weight, I was like, nope, I was totally consistent. More than any time in my life was I more consistent in my self-discipline of every day doing my exercise and staying fit. And I think for me, I came out of there realizing, wow, I actually did a whole lot with my lockdown period, right? This whole pandemic yes. time, I stayed consistent. And I do think that that's the recipe for the success. If we're going to just give up according to the circumstances, we're never going to be able to create something. We're always going to just be in reaction to our environments. And I think actually, you know, I made a, a post once during the, the lockdown. I said, you know, um, after lockdown, 
whenever we kind of get out of this pandemic in some way, when we interview people for a job, I'm going to ask them, what did you do during the lockdown? Yeah. Because I want to know what you did when you didn't have opportunity. Yeah, we, exactly. What did you do like from your inside? What did you create? Who who came out of you? Like what is that, those characteristics? And I think that is a big sign that it's the mental toughness, all those things I think are, are just absolutely critical. And that's really what I think I learned most about myself coming out was that that attitude, that toughness was yeah. the key for my success of growth in, in a, an incredibly unpredictable time. Yes. I love that. Great, great answer. I, I'm similar. I thought when this happened, I thought, wow, I mean, let's, let's hope that we don't have too many opportunities like this in our lifetime, because, you know, I think of my kids and so forth, but I thought, how many opportunities are we going to have like this where, uh, you know, like I'm coaching people, I'm talking the talk, but it's like, here's an opportunity for me to actually walk it and step up and prove to myself Firstly, but also proves to my kids, it doesn't matter how tough it is, you can succeed in any environment. And I did the same. I've had the best last two years of my business career um, in the, you know, the worst, worst possible times. It's like, how does that happen? It's because you're looking for the opportunities. And I was telling you before we uh, pressed record on this, but this podcast came out of COVID and the connections, you and I wouldn't be talking if it wasn't for COVID right now, yep. you know, and the relationships that I've formed and the opportunities that come, I think it's just been a really beautiful gift. And I often ask people, if you had the choice, imagine it's like a T intersection, you can go left or right. And left was to go through COVID again, or no, just avoid it and continue on the path that you had planned for back in 2019, which one would you take? And which one would you take? Uh, I... I... Sure. Um, I think the, the path the path that I'm on is the path that I'm on. And I've often realized trying to assess what I should have or could have done doesn't help with what I'm doing or where I'm going to go. Uh, we always look at it either way. You know, whatever happened has led me to this point, you know, yes. huge growth business, going global. Um, I, I, I don't want to say I'd like to have done it again, but I also know that, you know, not doing it, you know, wouldn't have led anywhere. It's a bit like sometimes exercise. When you're going to do exercise and do something tough, you're going to feel it the next day, but you know that whatever you've been doing is actually productive and supportive of where you want to go. And I'm a big fan of creating the life that I love to live. Yes. And well said. You know, as you said, it, it did mean that the lockdown meant no travel. You know, in 2019, I spent 111 days out of the country. Wow. Like, countries, you know, obviously out of South Africa, you know, Bali, Thailand, uh, Mozambique, you know, um, the States, Canada, it was a fantastic year. So suddenly now in lockdown meant no travel mm. and it's so diverse. But for me, would I have wanted it differently? I don't know. It's what happened. I'm just looking at, you know, what am I going to do the next time? How am I going to create it? What, what did I learn from it? How can I integrate it? And, uh, and you know, that again is is where the difference lies for me. But I do acknowledge, I think, what you're also implying to the question, which is, um, you know, given them a situation, you know, I want to make sure that I'm doing the best that I can in that situation so that I never actually have to look back and say, I wish that I had taken yeah. that different book. Yes. You know, the one, that I, the one that I took, it has led me to where we am or where I am now. I'm grateful for that because I could never be here if lockdown hadn't happened, if yeah, all those right. things happened. Yes. And that, 
you know, I'm very grateful for where I am now. So in theory, then whatever has led me to this place, pain or sacrifice or discipline or all those things is still what I'm you know, working with. And therefore it will lead me into where I want to go into the future. So, yeah. you know, no regrets. Yeah. 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 Beautifully said. Uh, Robin, so we've got a, a fairly uh, wide audience uh, listening right now. And I thought, uh, you know, you've, I, I'm obsessed, obsessed with studying success and what, what drives people and people are already getting an inclination as to like who you are and what you are and what drives you and how enthusiastic and passionate you are. Um, I know that when I first started out in business and maybe I was, you know, listening to you right now, it's like, wow. You, you just seem unreachable. Your success just seems unreachable. Um, but that's not true at all. But I wanted to perhaps give people a bit of an insight in, of course, nobody just starts out being successful. You, you haven't always done what you're doing now. So maybe would you maybe just like to give us a bit of a snapshot as to, you know, what you used to do, your career change, why you do what you do now? So... I'm also obsessed with success and the path to success because I've always said, oh, if I can only speak to all those other successful people and read their books, I can find out what it is they're doing. And therefore that means that I can just copy them because yes. that's a simple fact. Why must I have to invent something, which if I just follow the steps, the how to do it, it means actually that I can do it. And of course, then I can teach other people to do it. And the best piece of advice I ever got was I should only be taking advice from people who understand what my path to success is about. Okay. So if you understand this, like we, we all have different unique individual paths to success. And when I find mine, what that looks like for me as a natural path, I stay to that and don't get distracted just because someone else has a different path with different style of success mm. is incredibly insightful. And, you know, there were so many times in my life where I would look at a successful person. They would say, Robin, you should be doing this. I'm like, of course I should, because you're successful. You've done it. Let me just reverse engineer it and copy you. And I end up saying, well, why aren't I getting success? I'm following what you're doing, but it just is not right. It's not me. It doesn't feel like I'm actually authentic. It's not working. And then I realized it's because it's not my lane. It's not my path. I'm different. And the moment I realized that my path to success is going to be around systemization, automation, scalability, processes, um, dummy proofing something, improving on something that's already existing, I suddenly meant that if I just followed that path, then a whole new world opened up. Instead of, Robin, you need to go be this entrepreneur who's going to go and do an Elon Musk, start something from scratch, grow it big you know, do this multiple networking process. And I'm like, well, that's not me. I'm not that kind of person. But, oh, you know, so the moment I found what my path was and then understood it, everything changed for me. And I think that's where you could, you know, you said, geez, Robin, you've got all these diverse businesses or diverse interests. You're right, you know, I do. But there's an underlying thread throughout them, which once I identified that meant that I could leverage that. And you're correct. You know, I started off as a preschool teacher, the first male preschool teacher in South Africa. Um, and uh, then I started my own school. And because I'd started a school, I had to have a piece of land. So I bought a piece of land. And so I suddenly became a real estate investor unknowingly and then sold the school and then realized that, wow, actually, I've got this great piece of land. Maybe I could do something with it. And then obviously went into uh, you know online workshops where I was obviously you know parenting workshops and that went global 
And then I went into Airbnb and then student housing and then business coaching. And someone thinks like, wow, that's a whole lot of different things, right? And I won awards in all those different categories, both from the entrepreneurial business side, as well as um, the real estate side. But throughout that, all those different things, that element of how do I systemize this? How do I get myself out of a job? How do I replicate something that I'm doing such that someone else can do it again and again? So I love that franchise model. You know, how can I create something that someone else can copy and they will get the result that I want? Yeah. And that is where the success for me comes, which is very similar to you, which is we're wanting to find a way or a process that someone else can follow, whether it's weight loss or whether it's to yes. increase mental toughness, that will lead them to their success in whatever field they are. I mean, you're talking about expanding much more into business as well. Well, that's exactly what you're supporting your clients and your listeners is here are some elements that if you follow, you will create success. And that for me was the most important part is just realizing what that success makes. And if you want, I can actually, I know we chatted about it. I know I'm jumping the gun perhaps on your questions. Okay. But for me, the most important part was therefore understanding that whenever I'm starting a new business or making a business decision, I ask myself three different questions and I need the positive answer to each of those three. Otherwise I'm not going to do it because I know the kind of life that I'm wanting. I know what my lane is. And therefore, I need to stay in my lane. Otherwise, I'm going to get pulled out. And those are, can this business or this decision lead me to a non-location-based business? In other words, I want to be able to do it wherever I'm in the world. Yeah. And I want to be able to do it at any time. So, for example, owning a school and being a school principal was not non-location-based because yeah. there was that. It was time-based, which meant I had to be there from six o'clock or seven o'clock in the morning to later in the afternoon. So number one question is, can this be done anywhere in the world and wherever I am? Number two, can it be automated? So without automation, it means I'm going to get sucked back into having to be there. So again, being a school principal or owning a restaurant or you know, actually even coaching to some degree locks me in because I can't automate. It means I can't replicate myself. Yes. It means it's just up to me and that's a challenge, right? Us as coaches mean that we have to find a way to automate it, which means we go online or we go to online courses or we find a way to do it. The third one is, can this be scalable? And that is so important because I realized that for me to create wealth, especially that kind of passive wealth, I'm going to choose something which I can scale and bring down the cost such that my profits are multiples as opposed to just sell one thing for a lot of money. So yeah. I would, instead of sell two courses at $1,000 a course, I'd rather sell $1,000 at two, that's 1,000 courses at $2, make the same profit, but it's so much easier to, to scale something like an online workshop or an online course. And I realized that that's my model. So I'm, you know, I, I'd love the McDonald's franchise model, not yeah. the McDonald's, yeah. but yeah, you know, and, and that for me is success. So for the listeners here, it's like finding their, their pathway and then sticking to that is absolutely essential and is where, uh, where it unlocks. And I think that for me is what made such a big difference. You've, you've just delivered so much gold in that last little five-minute passage there. One thing I wanted to go back to, which uh, I think is really, really important, you, you mentioned the word authenticity there, because I think we do see these other successful, you know, highly successful billionaires, and you think, oh, well, I've just got to read their book and do it their way. And then exactly, I was finding the same thing. I'm, I'm doing these things. I'm doing what 
you know, these particular people said, but why is my success not growing exponentially? Like they talk about, it. I can see it here. This is what they say they do, but I've done that and it's not working. Why? Because I think I was finding that I was, I was trying to be someone else. I was trying to do it someone else's way. And yes, um, you mentioned the term in your lane. You've really got to find what that is for you and so that you are delivering like i'm sure if you go back through my social media and you go back a few years you can see who's this person like one minute he's a, a you know a, a round peg and next minute there's a square hole and um you know here's a triangle and something it wasn't i was trying to say oh robin's written this i better write something about that oh you know jt he's done something on this i better do something on that or someone's done something on this or i better do something on that uh, but it's not really true to me. I'm just trying to copy what seems to work for other people. Um, so I really, I really love that that point. Those three points you just said there, uh, as well about uh, you know the decision you make in you know creating a business, growing a business. I think just just awesome, really great. Um, so that's kind of jumped into that next question because I was going to ask you. Um, you know, when it comes to success, because we've been talking about it a bit, how you would go about defining success for yourself? Because a lot of people just don't define it. They just think more money is success. But um, you're at a, you know, a much more complicated level than that. You're further along. Um, I'm just curious as to how you define success for yourself. So it comes back to looking back at what I've done. And I guess in any moment, I'm, I need to answer the question, am I creating the life that I love to live? Simple as that. And if not, then what am I going to do about it? Yeah. Knowing my definition for success is going to change over time and knowing that what I'm wanting in life is going to change over time. For those who, again, I know you're, we're on your podcast, which talks a lot about you know, mental health, in other words, our mental toughness, our ability to adapt, our physical fitness. I know that as I increase in age, my physical fitness is becoming increasingly a priority. I'm yes. loving to eat better, to eat more healthily, to exercise more often, to, to do the exercise that I love to do. Yes. And it becomes important because if I don't, I actually start to feel that I'm actually not successful because I'm not actually feeling good. So suddenly that shift, you know, some people will look at it as, or as you know, the material um, wealth. Others will look at it as their spiritual wealth. And again, I've realized is what is your lane and be clear on that. I know that for myself, one of the biggest realms of success and how I define if I'm creating the life that I love to live is how much choice do I have every day in what I'm doing? And what I mean by that is mm. if my diet totally booked up and I feel like I don't have control over my day, even though, yes, I did book that diary up, I kind of think, well, is this actually what I want? Because for me, my my kind of my wealth bucket is going to be determined by can I choose to do something different today than any other time? You know, can I say, could I go and um, eat here at this restaurant? Or can I go and travel here? Can I go and spend this time with, with this person or not? And I think, you know, like I had mentioned just before COVID lockdown, that I could go and spend all this time in, in different countries and, and do different things was my definition of success. And again, it's so important to find out what everyone else's individual definition is. Otherwise, you're going to be running the race of someone else's tune, and that's going to feel frustrating because you're going to compare yourself uh, to someone else. And I think, you know, I've realized two important things of that. One is, is finding what is mine and really important, and this I do hope your listeners, you know, take to heart, is not making someone else's definition wrong. In other words, yes. just because I value flashy cars or flashy 
uh, material items as a definition of wealth, mm. I've realized for them that may be their measurement of success or wealth, and that's okay. And just because yeah. I'm different, I it's not for me to judge if it's good or bad. It's just yeah, that just they I have no desire to build an empire of companies, but I know there are some hungry entrepreneurs out there who have a desire to be the best in the world, the biggest in the world, and are just so motivated. Like some of my clients have such a drive to grow, to expand, and I've got to be careful of myself projecting my definition onto them because I was, I'm not actually trying to support them in their journey. I'm just trying to project my definitions onto yeah. them, which work either. So it comes back down to, you know, we've got to find out what yours is. And once you know that, once you've owned that, then actually mapping out your path is just so much easier. Yeah, yeah. Again, brilliantly said. Uh, owning it is really important, isn't it? You've, re you've really got to make that make that choice and, and just own it. Um, yep. I was having a discussion I, I, with somebody just recently and they said, uh, you know, they were suggesting that perhaps I was spending too much time in the gym for instance, and I said, oh, it's interesting. Perhaps people may follow me on social media and have a perception as to how much time I spend in the gym. I said, oh, that's really curious because I said, I actually train three days a week and I spend 45 minutes to maybe an hour in the gym. But the perception may be I spend three, four, five hours in the gym. And so the person said, oh, you know, that may be holding you back in being even more successful with your business and stuff. I said, oh, that's curious. But I said, one thing I have learned out about myself after training for 33 years is that if I don't do that training, it's like my spine. I, I cannot be the best version of me. So you can't ever take that away. Like if you said, look, take that out and just spend that time on your business, my business would go down because yep. it's not me. And, and she said to me, well, at least you own it. Good on you. Yep. Yeah, exactly yeah, right. But what's what's actually interesting out of that, Rob, is is a whole lot of my clients actually say that because I actually spend a lot of time traveling or ticking off my bucket list items as such, that's one of the reasons why they actually want me to coach them because that's an inspiration to them. So yes, oh, Robin, if you weren't traveling so much, you could do all of these things with your business. And I'm like, well, yes, but that's also not what I'm wanting. That's not my definition of what I want to grow, and also it's not actually what my clients are wanting. For some reason, they also their lives change because they can see that I'm doing what is important to me, and that gives them that inspiration and courage actually to go and, and do what they're wanting to. Because in this world today, we unfortunately, I believe from how I see it, we have really only one definition of an entrepreneur, which is you go big, you go home, you start something, you grow it, you put everything into it, you succeed or you fail. It's like you've got to give it all. And that's only like one of eight different models of entrepreneurship. So, you know, I, I want to show that there's a whole lot, there's a whole lot of other ways in which people can achieve what they're wanting. Some of them are going to be totally different paths. Um, and once we know that again, that's that's going to make the difference for us to then forge our path, which is important, and not try and get intimidated by just you know these 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 um, iconic figures that we see yeah. out there, and we think like, oh my god, I'm not good enough because I'm I just don't yeah. have the courage. Have yeah, not like that. You know, we don't have to play that game. We just have to find what is ours. Yeah, yeah, great, well done. Now I want to talk about your bucket list because I know you just ticked off a really big oh. one and I'm, I'd love to hear about it. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to spoil what it was, but I know you've just, just come back from it. 
Um, so tell us, tell us what it was like. I, I saw that you were going to do it and I thought, oh, yeah, that sounds really good. And then I saw the photos of you actually being there. I thought, wow, that would be so awesome. Well, uh, it, it, well, again, we can talk about what is on other people's bucket lists. And I guess nowadays, you know, watching a live rocket launch in Florida is actually much easier nowadays. You know, those people in Florida kind of see it every week or two weeks. You know, Elon Musk yeah, is okay. sending, yeah. you know, more and more often. But obviously from South Africa, we can only see that. But again, it actually ties into so much that we're looking at. I love the this 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 process that SpaceX has brought into uh, into the world, which ties in with how do we automate something? Yes. How do we scale something? How do we make something work that's replicable? And yes. that's exactly what he has done. He said, how yep. do we reuse rockets? Again, it's like, how do you program something, a rocket to take off to with the precise timing, go the precise speeds, having calculated the correct use of fuel, um, deceleration and land again, and take all that into account. That is a program, that's a system, that's automation. And I, that's what I, I'm just so in awe of. So for me, it's it had the chance to go and see it being done live and actually see this thing take off. For me, was a was a bucket list item of, you know, this is something that just represents what I really appreciate and value out of that. So you're you're right there. And what actually came out of that exercise because it was you know one in the morning we had to drive a long distance to see it was how few other entrepreneurs out there were actually. Um, making things happen for their bucket list. So my bucket list is something that's important because it's part of the life that I love to live. Mm. But I realized not a lot, of, a lot of other people out there who actually have the courage to actually go and follow it. They just feel again that a bucket list item is something you do in your 60s. Yeah. Whereas I'm, no, these are things I want to do you know, now. They, yeah. they, they, you know, they're part of my life and I want to make sure that I'm creating it. So it's a big drive for me and and it's like you said you know i spent a lot of my time looking at what do i value what what do i want to do how do i do it and and i think for other people you know it's like you know the, the business of life is acquiring memories in some ways right yes. we have the business business and the business of life and for me that acquisition of experiences and memories is really yeah, absolutely. important couldn't agree um, more. yeah because bucket list comes to that job yes yeah well said excited what's next on the list well, I had a whole lot of things lined up and then COVID came through, but uh, two big ones for me are uh, going to see the Northern Lights. You know, here in South Africa, we don't have that kind of, we're not south or north enough to go see you know, um, the Northern Lights or the Southern Lights, even though I've been to the Antarctic, hoping I'd see the Southern Lights, which actually we don't really talk much about because obviously we know the Northern Lights are strong. So that's a big one, probably will be next year. Um, and then the other one is in Vietnam are the biggest caves, the cave system in the world, where okay. you, you actually four days hiking and climbing and swimming and abseiling in caves, in one cave wow. and sleeping. in. And when I saw that, I was like, this just looks like something incredible. And that's that, that uh, you know, I was just waiting for COVID to lift and to actually go there. So, you know, that's going to be, I think this 2022, if we see that where everything is shifting again and opening up, then that's, that's definitely going to be in the list. Yeah, awesome. You're so right. I, the, I believe it's the, the experiences that we ha have that are, are really more important in our lives. And, and obviously the relationships we make along the way, uh, more so than the materialistic things. I mean, you'll always have your experiences no matter where you, 
where you travel. And um, I think if I look at how my life has changed over the last, you know, three, four years, it, it's been the experiences and the relationships that have been the most compelling in my life. Yep. And, you know, Rob, they, again, we can sometimes look at that. I, I promise you, if you ask someone what their bucket list list is, they'll probably get stuck at about 10. And after 10, they actually don't know. And it just goes to show that that it's it's a concept that we put out there but don't actually follow through with. And if you actually yeah. say to them, okay, so I hear you want to go to Vietnam, to the caves. Have you actually researched it? Like, yeah. how long would it take to get there? Do you need a visa? How much does it cost? What times of the year are best? And you'll probably find that they've actually never done that because they've never thought that it is actually possible. Yes. The concept of this bucket list is it's something unlikely that you're going to do, but it's a have to do. But that's how it stays, is this elusive thing to do. And I realized that that actually, if I had written it down and did some of that research, like how would it be possible? Suddenly it becomes possible. And a really great example is I love the Big Bang Theory, right? The, the, Me the, too. The, yeah, it's great. I, I, it's just such a great series. I loved it. I watched it with my family again and again and again. Yeah. And I heard somewhere that actually they do live tapings. You know, as an audience, you or as a as the public, you can actually go watch their taping. And I'm like, oh, you know, how are you going to do that? And I did I actually just researched it and found out that it's open to anyone. You can get free tickets. And the moment I figured out how to do that, I went and saw them when I was at Mega Success um, four years ago oh, in Los Angeles. Yeah. I realized, oh my God, they're going to do a taping because I'd figured out where to look at the list. I yeah. got tickets and I to go watch it for free. And I was there in the audience watching oh, the live. Awesome that? Now, if I hadn't done that and actually followed through and said, like, what would actually I have to do to watch that, it would have never happened. Not because it was too expensive, it was too difficult. You know, it was just that I had known what it would take to make it happen, and it was suddenly a lot easier. And I think that's um, what, if people knew out there, they would actually be ticking off their bucket list items way easier because there's a lot there that you can do for free, very easily, you know, in alignment with other things. And, and, and you know, that's how actually I travel. Whenever I travel, I always go and say, what is in that area that I'd love to do? And often I can just do it at the same time. It's not like I have to go and make this separate plan. And, yeah. you know, so that's, it's an interesting um, process. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And um, so, it, I mean, you've already achieved, you know, an incredible amount of success. And I guess when you've achieved a level of success, you're obviously living life on your terms and, and loving that. I guess there's always that risk that you can become complacent to say, oh, yeah, look, I'm, you know, if you've, you know, got the automated process in place, you've got, you know, your passive income coming through and so forth. You're saying, yeah, yeah, I'm happy to, to not do any more. Uh, but you don't strike me as that sort of person that's going to be complacent. So what drives you? Because any successful person that, uh, that I've researched, um, money doesn't normally play part of it. Obviously, you need the money, but they're not driven by the money. Like Jeff Bezos, he isn't driven by the, the dollars. He's driven by more the impact. So I'm just wondering on what drives you. Well, the the couple of things that will that will lead to increased growth and increased success, even if it's like we say, it might not be an internal drive. And and for me, what kind of like one of the the mottos or from the growth function, the formula for me is bring a new product or service to market every six months. So 
couple of years ago, um, I actually heard that it, from JT in one of the events. You know, mm. it was one of his, the the secrets to success and to to growth in your business. And I took it to heart, which meant that every six months I look back and it's in my diary. It pops up and it says, you know, bringing your product to market. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay, what am I going to do this time? But what that's done is it said, okay, so in the real estate, I have a normal buy to let property. Now, what have, haven't I done? Okay, well, I haven't done Airbnb. Okay, well, there's rent to rent Airbnb. There's buying an Airbnb. There's doing a course on, a, you know, on how to do Airbnb. So every six months, I go through this, what haven't I done? What can I bring to market? You know, what is an add-on? And that has enabled me to keep being progressive, to keep expanding. Otherwise, I know I can get very limited in my, in my concept of what it is that I'm wanting. And surprisingly, that's just opened up continuous doors, which is therefore meant, you know, kind of new growth. But I think it's going to come back to that same question I shared at the beginning. For me, creating the life that I love to live is my definition and my benchmark so if I'm feeling that I'm not creating the life that I love to live, then that must be important. So for example, you know, for some people, um, you know, ticking off major bucket list items may be for them their definition. And to do that, you might need certain finances. So that's going to be important for you is to then, you know, um, make sure that you're creating products or services or business income streams to pay for what it is that you're wanting. So I think there's always this flow, this kind of balance of back and forth between, you know, what are you wanting? What is it going to take to get there? And therefore, what keeps that, that fire burning? And I think as, as long as I keep reflecting and measuring where I'm at and is that okay with me, then that will determine, you know, what's going to happen. And, and I've also realized that, that life happens in those cycles and in those, those flow, we call, you know, that flow and, and instead of trying to look for a flat line, I've achieved something, it's realizing that some moments I'm going to want something else and at others I'm going to be sitting back and saying, I'm looking for you know, a, a different kind of lifestyle at that moment. And none of that's wrong. It's just, am I happy with it? And if yeah. that's my, that will determine, do I need to push harder? You know, like, like during the COVID time, one of, my, one of my goals was to achieve an expansion in my property portfolio. And that is therefore what, that pushed me. I had to, you know, really, you know, drive that. You know, when I climbed Island Peak and summited Island Peak, um, which is just next to Everest, you know, that for me was, you know, I had to train for that. So in that moment, that becomes the focus, and then that becomes yeah. the growth, the growth process. So I think it, it's going to change, but it's always, you know, am I creating the life that I love to live, and am I happy with that? Yeah, I think that's a really fantastic overlay to have for your success because that covers every area of your your life and it's just I guess it it tilts doesn't it from it's not really about balance it's just tilting towards maybe it's towards your health sometimes to do you know your, your everything uh, maybe it's towards uh your property portfolio because you want to grow that I know that's something that I certainly did during COVID I thought do you know what despite COVID I want to have the best body best health that I've ever had in my life even though I was yep. you know 52 at the time and you know I, that gave me something to really focus on as well as everything else but that was huge another thing I thought that hmm, I was reviewing my investments and I thought do you know what this is a great opportunity there's a crisis this is a great opportunity to, to invest more in these particular areas so that's what I did uh, so yeah I think you, you've really captured that um, really beautifully um, no, and just just to add into that Rob, you know like um, you know, I mean this coming year is also my 50th you know birthday and one of the things I love 
is when I go into my CrossFit box and to, you know, the, to the gym is seeing these 25, 28-year-olds and me better than them and stronger than them, not because I'm a gym workout guy, but because, you know, I... I you value I'm, your health and you invest in it. I love, exactly, right? And I'm like, there we go. It just goes to show, you know, and I, and I love that. I love that feeling of, of feeling fit and strong and people looking at me like, no ways, you can't be 50 or you can't be, you know, like you said, you know, you don't certainly look... Um, yeah, yeah, likewise, you don't either, yeah. Yeah, so that for me is a part of success. You know, it's yeah. like, look at that. It's, you know, nothing special. It's just, you know, we're in the flow. And I think that's also that definition um, we're discussing of success. Yeah, beautiful. We're covering so much great stuff here. People are going to have to go back and listen to this again. I know that we could talk for hours here, but I just want to finish off with a couple of questions. Um, so I know for me personally, where I have grown the most is through failure through the you know the harshest times i've ever gone through i'm just wondering um for yourself uh what you're prepared to share here um you know what's been your greatest failure and perhaps what you've learned from that i'm not sure if i oh geez i could list a whole lot of those things you know those things that fail but uh what one of the uh, it might not fit directly but it just seems pertinent to share here is uh uh my family on my dad's side had a genetic disposition to early onset Alzheimer's. So basically okay. by the genes kick in and you're going to get Alzheimer's. Basically lasting 10 years and by 60, you're dead. It happened to my, my uncles, my aunts, my father, my obviously on his side, his mother, because he got the gene from her. And at that point, when I was, I think, probably about 40, maybe 41, 42, and I was realizing, do I have this gene? And I had to confront my possible mortality that I might only have five or six years left to live. And, you know, everyone talks about, oh, I want to live my life as if it's my last year. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. you know, there's in talk and the reality of that. Hmm. And in that moment, before knowing if I had that gene or not, because at that point they were just starting to, they just identified that gene. I made a decision to myself that I was going to actually choose to stop the career that I was doing and actually refocus on, am I living the life that I love to live regardless of that and actually take it more seriously. And that actually meant giving up a career that I had been working really hard at for 15 years. You know, I was at that point an international expert in parenting. I had, you know, over 20,000 students globally on my wow. parenting courses. You know, I was interviewed and I was traveling wildly, uh, widely, also talking about my education system that I created, you know, and, and I had to leave all that behind to focus a totally different tangent. And, and the, the thing that I learned is you have the choice. You can either look and lament at the doors that are closing, or you can turn your head and seek those new doors that are opening and opportunities that are arising. And the moment I did that, instead of saying, like, I've spent 15 years doing all this, well, what could I now do in the future that's going to be more exciting and more opportunistic? And that was just a huge insight, which therefore, as we all know, meant that our failures can now actually be turned into the stepping stones for us to create success. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great example. Great example. Um, we're probably more similar than um, we realised prior to this call. I've got Alzheimer's on both uh, my sides of the family. My dad passed away with, um, ultimately, it was all it was, a stroke in the end, but it was the Alzheimer's that had taken uh, him, taken him. 
Um, so yeah, I mean that that drives me on another level to make sure that I'm living my best life. My uh, I don't know the branches of my family tree are a little bit weak, um, but all we can do is do our, and put our best foot forward to live a life on our terms. And um, yep. you know that's why I've systemized my health. Uh, <laughs> Um, and that's the way that I teach other people uh, to, to do it as well. So it just becomes a lifestyle. So, Robin, this has been an absolute treat uh, connecting with you here today. Uh, I appreciate that you're, you know, you're still jet lagged and you've got up early in South Africa. It's uh, like just turning into early evening here in, in Australia. But um, like truly, truly appreciate your time. Um, look, I would like, I mean, you've got so many courses and so forth that, that you provide and I'm sure you've just, you know, we've tickled a lot of people's fancy here. And all, gee, I want to know more about what Robin does. What is the best way that people can get in touch with you? Uh, definitely just going to meetrobinbooth.com. You know, that's uh, that really is just the central point that then can just, you know, uh, that highlights a whole lot of other things from there. Uh, yeah, whether it's yeah. from whether, as you said, it's property or from the business perspective, you know, that's going to be the best way, meetrobinbooth.com. Yeah, brilliant. Well, I'm sure that you have made so many people envious today, uh, just hearing the ease at which you you talk about uh, where you are now. But I know that success is a hard path to get to. And you've done the work and you've defined what it all means for you. you know, as you say, you found your lane and you're absolutely uh, rocketing down it at uh, 120 kilometers an hour <laughs> so uh well done it's been a real treat and an honor to have you on the show today robin and uh, i look forward to maybe we can connect again to talk about some more stuff because this has been brilliant excellent no problem great thanks rob <laughs>